Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my God! You know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, here we go. For other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. The first period starts right now. And that is how we begin High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. A little bit of cult of personality. What is it? It's <laughs> now, usually when you do a podcast, you talk, talk to the mic. You might want to bring a little closer to your mouth. Okay. <laughs> Terrific. Oh, boy. Here we go. The great way to start off episode number one of this fine little hockey podcast and wrestling podcast for all those who uh, followed me personally over, I am Rob. Um, I used to do a podcast, or technically still do, kind of whatever you want to call it, called the Clutch and Wiggle Experience. You can download it on iTunes and everything else. That'll be the last time I plug that one. Hmm. <laughs> so without further ado, uh, you may know me, um, just a regular old hockey fan, a talk radio fan. But I brought with me a new friend, a new friend to the show. Um, his name is Dave. Hi. Say hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> Dave, Dave, why don't you tell the folks who you are? Uh, I am a hockey lifer. I've played hockey since I was, say, seven years old, uh, all throughout the state here in New Jersey. I played high school hockey in the 90s, way back in the day. Uh, went on to play some Division three college hockey my whole life. I've been a Devil fan. Remember John McClain scoring the big goal. I remember crying when the Rangers uh, eliminated us back in 94. And the sweet revenge throughout the 95, 90s, the, the, the heyday of the Devils, you could say. Um, but beyond being a, a lifelong Devil fan, I've been a hockey fan. I can tell you rosters of teams through the 80s and 90s and mostly through the 2000s too and you know became a devil season ticket holder after the lockout where i met you and 
after that, we've been kind of bullshitting through uh, boring Tuesday night Florida Panther games <laughs> with 7,000 people in the Brendan Byrne. Yes, it's the Brendan Byrne, not the Continental Airlines or IZOD. And then uh, over to the Prudential Center. Yeah. Ever I, since. I mean, yeah, it started out as just, you know, being since 2007, I've been a devil season ticket holder. The whole idea of the whole podcast is not, I mean, maybe it's mostly devils. Let's call it 50-50, NHL and some Devils talk. Um, occasionally, I think there'll be some wrestling talk as well. It, it's basically an extension of intermission and really bad, like you said, Tuesday night games that kind of formed this podcast. And um, I appreciate you saying yes to it nope, because babe. I don't like doing things on my own. I need I need a tag team partner like like we always listen to regular radio for Opie and Anthony. I I, I need like, an Anthony like, Jimmy, like Jimmy's mom always used to say: when a door closes, a window opens. Yes, and that's that's what this podcast is for me. So and, and uh, you know I, I I need to toss out the topics and I need somebody else to 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 ping pong it back with stuff because no you're the hockey guy and I'm just the board op. So there's a little nutshell uh, as to what this is. So uh, you can also email us at any point in time. It's uh, hsskpodcast at gmail.com, and it's the uh, same beginning for our Twitter account. Um, so you, you'll be able to see updates from when we upload shows, have conversations with us. Tell us how bad we suck. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good review. Um, but please leave positive mm-hmm. reviews on iTunes once it gets up there. You can shit talk us on uh, Twitter if you all you'd like. That's fine. But um, So we can get into this. We have a... It's been it's been a long time coming, and yet this show one prep list is very long. Yeah, obviously, I, I, I don't. I think we should start it chronologically. So we start it with the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I thought the playoffs were great this year. I thought that if you were a non hockey fan watching these playoffs, and I know that the league has a hard on for Vegas, uh, especially with their intro show and all of that stuff. It's nice for a non-hockey fan. Like, oh, that's cool. It gets the YouTube hits. It gets, you know, the, I wouldn't say Sports Center because ESPN doesn't show hockey. But it, it gets the highlights on the news, and that's great. Um, but overall, while Vegas was a great story, I, I don't think it's good for them in the long run. It, it's, it's like a bottle rocket. It's all noise and no, no ending. Yeah, I mean... What happens, and, and now we can say this because, you know, so long, it's been a month or so since the, the finals have ended and with free agency. What happens when they go from being the toast of the town to maybe they're a 500 team and then add to the fact that your Raiders are moving to Vegas? Yeah. And they won't be the hot flavor. Vegas, uh, the Knights won't be the hot flavor of the week anymore. I mean, you look at it, I mean, we might be jumping stuff here on topic-wise, but you look at it, the Vegas Knights got the big free agent outside of Marc-Andre Fleury in James Neal. And he's gone. And he's gone. After a year, he went for the money, I'm sure. But they, I mean, again, jumping the gun, they did replace with Stasny. Stasny is, okay. and, and they were smart about it, which is amazing. If you look at and all of the contracts that, people are throwing out now you know eight years for uh well carlson will, will probably get a sign in trade but you look at Tavares got seven years and and uh jvr in philly got another what 
seven years or mm-hmm. five years, Vegas was smart. They said, all right, look, here, Stasny, we'll give you a three-year deal. See what you got. And if it works for them, we'll go longer. And if it doesn't, it's only three years. I mean, right. I, I think of, and we're going to probably tie this back to the Devils a lot, like Lou, after Covey and, and Parisi, he really went dumpster diving. He did. For, for replacements. And if you look at now with him and the Islanders, he's really going dumpster it's, diving it, it's, again. It's crazy when you look at it. You look at it for, for a Devils fan listening to this podcast, you know what happened when Lou lost out on Parisi and, and Covey and all that kind of stuff. It just, it, the floor left. He went to Toronto and he had some kind of support system to go, uh uh-uh, uh, yeah, no, how, no, no. How much of that, yeah, how much of that was Lou and not. For, Shannon. Shannon, exactly. You know, so he had Dubis, people like sitting in the background, kind of like, "Hey, hey, Brendan, you know, you gotta, you gotta yeah, stop Lou. this." Yeah. Like Leo Komarov, Leo, four years, Leo Komarov. It, and I, I put this out on Twitter on my personal account. Out of the three teams that Lou Lamarillo has been a part of, he's lost a, a generational superstar for that team, homegrown and everything else. Two out of three years. Yeah, two out of three teams. He, he's he's absolutely. I mean, we've we've felt the sting, the sting, and now the Islander fans. And you know, I I am a Devil fan. I should hate Islander fans and Ranger fans and whatnot. But you you have to have sympathy for what they've gone through because we've been through that. You know, yeah. It, it's kind of like that. You want to give them a blanket and be like, it'll eventually get better. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm I'm not going to cheer like hell when we beat the hell out of them, but but we, we know how you feel. Uh, also, talking about the playoffs, um, some surprises. Uh, if you use the NHL, go on the NHL app, and you see the, the bracket thing, uh, I'm no expert because I believe I had the finals. I did have Washington all the way. Uh, I did have Washington playing the Devils maybe a little. Uh, for the conference finals? For the conference okay. finals. I thought that the Devils could have surprised Tampa. The the way we ended the season, okay, I thought maybe second round. At, at least yeah, we get I, second round. I thought we could have surprised Tampa. I mean, for the most part, Vasilevsky was not a tested playoff goalie. He, he proved us wrong. I mean, again, also, other than Hall, which we found out after the season, Hall being injured, Nico being injured. Um, everybody was injured. Everybody was injured. It, it, it didn't help. It didn't help. I mean... The one bright spot I thought in the playoffs was Johansson. I thought Johansson, in when he came back into the first round, he was noticeable. Yes, and it's like the past. What was he at? Two, two and a half, maybe three months. Yeah, he I mean, had he, like like he never missed a beat. Yep, and it, it, that was good to see. But uh, I am happy for the Caps. I mean, after the Devils, I would say my favorite teams are Edmonton, and that's before Connor McDavid. Uh, I was a big Edmonton fan back in the Gretzky days uh, and the Caps are, are my your favorite. second okay I mean I grew up playing and again if you're listening to this from New Jersey I grew up playing in Jersey City and my first like travel team jersey was the Washington Capitals, Capitals one. and it was their third jersey the the one with the stars and the stripes and Capitals mm-hmm. I, my mom still has it at home somewhere so it's one of her things but I think the the brightest thing that we could take out of the playoffs was after Co- a Kobe winning. I mean, not Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> not Kobe. Um, 
Ovechkin winning the cup, almost celebrating with it Mark Messier like. I don't think he gave it to any of his teammates. But I meant like when he actually oh, physically he picked took it up. The cup oh yeah, from from was it Bettman. Four, 15, 14 years, something like that, that he's been in the yeah. league. Uh, since what two thousand? Since the lockout, so since two thousand five. Uh, he could have thrown the cup through the through through the Vegas Knights that, ceiling. That's if, how much he I'm, was happy. If, if I'm Ovechkin, and I have, a, I, I'm assuming he'd have some sort of trophy room in his house. Yeah. That picture of him like screaming, yeah. holding, shaking the cup. Would be on, would be framed, and of course the the chick showing her tits off on the, <laughs> on the glass that, with him holding the cup and all of his and, teammates and, behind him looking. And, and I think it was Backstrom behind him going, "I see that." <laughs> how how is it that her her face, her name, nothing in that month has come out except nothing. the great rack? Yeah, like it's great, it's nice. I don't know if it was so much the dress pushing up, but you know, awesome, but. Like her face or nothing has come. Like no one's been like, oh, that's uh, so and so with the crazy horse. There was more that came out when we were in 2012 when that porn star behind the bench beat the boar, yeah, beat the boar's head. That came out quicker, yeah, than than this whatever. I mean, celebration wise, I mean, Ovi winning it. Congratulations to Ovechkin. Do I think he's ever going to get back back to this point? I don't think so. I, I think it'll be. I think it. He'll be, he's got to, he's what, like 30? He's got to be about 30 now, maybe 31. Um, I think he gets another kick at it, but loses. I and, think, and it's not going to be next year. Uh, no, I th- I, I, no not, with, not with the way teams are, are NBAing it now in the <laughs> NHL, uh, with super teams. Uh, I, I don't think that he'll... I think that he'll get another shot at it. I'd say within the next four years, okay. he'll get another shot at the cup, but he'll lose. There'll be a hangover year this year because honestly, he he has <laughs> party. Been sober since? No, I don't think he was sober during the award ceremony. But that's. I said to my my wife, I said, you know, it was great seeing Kobe swimming. I mean, oh, Ovi. It was great <laughs> seeing Ovechkin swimming in fountains and like taking the cup to the fans of yes. Washington. Like, being able to go, like, here's the cup. We finally won something after putting you through it, taking it to bars. And I know other teams have done it. I've heard stories about the Rangers taking it to clubs, and I read it in Avery's book about what they did in Detroit, like, taking the cup to places. And that that's cool. But, like, literally taking the Stanley Cup to a fountain in the middle of Washington was awesome to see. And, and then just this past week, all the videos coming out with him in the cup in Russia – yeah, I, th- I think the best thing about that second to him lifting it up was him giving to his dad. Yeah, the, that's like that that and him sleeping in his childhood bed with the with cup. it looks looks like a college dorm. Um, but I, it, I, it's good. It gave Vegas, hey, this is what it's like to win a cup. Yeah, is Vegas gonna get back to? I don't think so. It, it was it was one of those you have to get hot at a certain point, and that's what they did. They yeah, but they got hot the whole season. They and, never went through a tough stretch. But the only tough stretch they had, in my opinion, is that time off they had between basically sweet. Well, they swept the Jets, right? Uh, no, I think or it went four. five. I think it went five games. So between the Jets series and the Stanley Cup Finals, that was a long time. Yeah. And that's what killed their momentum. Yeah, but I mean, as far as, as 
what they'll be like next year. Uh, I think they had too many guys have career years. I mean, Carlson went from, what, having like 30 points career-wise? To like to, 30 goals. To 40 goals 40, and yeah. 70-something points. Um, without Neil there, I'm sure that they could replace. I mean, he was a good – he was a 25. I think he had 25 goals or something like that. Um, but he was hot in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He went He went off. I want to say within the first three months, he probably had 12, 13 goals and then finished with 25. He finished a little slow. Um we won't talk about his embarrassing flailing around like a soccer player. Uh, the Blandeezy? Yeah, the Blandeezys. <laughs> uh, we, won't, we won't talk about that, but like, I think that they'll replace, they'll be able to replace him with one of their, their rookies. I mean, they, they did have three first-round picks last year. And, and that's great for an expansion team to have all those picks, and they were smart to do what they did, I guess, during their draft process. But no picks this year. No first round picks. This you just you just have to wonder about how, and I still say that Vegas was kind of set up to be good. Yeah, it, it just came off. It just it felt way too. They didn't have to go through the the shit that like I remember Tampa, Ottawa, really Ottawa. Ottawa had real like I remember that the de- <laughs> when the Ottawa Senators came into the league and they did the expansion draft. I'm going to throw a name out there if you're a Devil fan that Ottawa took from us, and you're going to, if you remember, you're going to chuckle. And they took, I believe it was Laurie Boschman from us. He was Ottawa's captain. They all, I think they also somehow got like Peter Sidorkovich, or we got Peter Sidorkovich afterward from them. But like when they came in, they literally had the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. of people to take from. Which everyone said at the beginning of the season. The Vegas Knights and us, the Devils, were going to be the crappiest two teams in the league. Yeah. Battling out for the first first pick in the draft. Yeah. And and it came pretty damn close to it being Vegas and the Devils the way that the regular season ended to being a potential Stanley Cup final thing. I, us, that would have been amazing. Us and, and Colorado, too. They had, with you and your, your Nordique shirt. They, Thank you. They had Colorado finishing last. and. That's why you, you can't always like I, I listen to a ton, a ton, a ton of podcasts and I'm not going to try to come out and, on this and be like, oh, this is my original idea. Like, <laughs> no, like I, I, I listen to and my wife hates it because as soon as we get in the car, I plug in and, and we're listening and she hates it. And I'm sure my daughter, who's not even five months old, hates it, too. But I'm sure that when Seattle comes in the league, they're going to be set up just the same they, they better be because then it's going to look like a real big sham yeah i i mean seattle's from what i i've heard through other podcasts and stuff seattle is a step back right now than they than what the vegas was wanted to be okay i mean i believe they already hired i think they hired uh dave tippett yeah, as like a, a senior executive. See, he's going to be the coach, but yeah. they're, they're probably picking his brain in the sense of, we want you to start watching players now. Yeah, for Younger we... players that you think will be available uh-huh. for us. Which is um, a smart move. But using Vegas as the blueprint for what Seattle will be, I think teams will be a lot smarter now. Instead of, you know, 
we'll give you Jonathan Martz's show so you could take him, but you got to take Riley Nash. Mm-hmm. Riley Smith, sorry, Riley Smith. I think teams now will trade. So let's, let's say Severson being a devil's kind of guy. Let's say Severson, when Seattle comes in the league, is a defenseman that will be available but we have so many young guys that we have to protect rather than let Vegas or Seattle take Severson. I think you'll see teams now trade to another team to get an asset from it. So Mm -hmm. it'll be like, look, I'd rather trade Severson for a third round pick, even though he may be more than that. I don't think he is, but you may trade him for a third round pick to Vancouver and get something from him so that they can protect him. Right. And lose somebody else. And to, lose, yeah. right. That, I think that's that's what teams are going to be smarter. And, you, and that's why George McPhee won GM of the year, because he used the system against to, them. And to, all GMs are doing that now. So we go from Stanley Cup playoffs to, um, what was it? Shortly after that was the award ceremony, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think, I think you and I were, were texting uh, oh, at a certain point. Like, as soon as the show started... And as soon as they started showing the the Humboldt Bronco stuff, we were like, "Oh wow, this it, is this is like a, a funeral of, of and no pun intended." It's it was like know, a funeral of an award show. It was just so depressing. Speaking of the uh, humble uh, Broncos, Broncos I, I just heard as we I was driving here that the truck driver who hit them has been charged with. 17 mm-hmm. counts of vehicular manslaughter and like 18, 19 counts of, you know, what took so long? Yeah, it's true. I mean, I get that as, you know, the Mounties uh, had to, not to be confused with the wrestling Mounties. No, no, no. Uh, if only I had a uh, soundboard up. Oh, that would have been great. Um, I, I understand there's probably got to be such a thorough investigation about that but I, I think it was pretty much uh, a no-brainer like I mean it was that and they had to do it and I get that the NHL had to do all the awards for people you know people dying the the, ki- the kids at Humble and, and it said and I mean I remember texting you about or talking to you about the Humble thing in, in, during the playoffs like I've been on some scary bus rides right I've been on Coaching and, and playing, I've been on some scary, scary bus rides where our bus driver, like, was going to miss the exit and, like, cut the wheel, and we're, like, Tokyo drifting That's... a bus. Uh, I, I'll tell a funny story, and if anybody from my college is listening to this, I'm sure that they'll, they'll get a chuckle. So my freshman year of college, we would take vans to games. Okay. And our coach would drive the van with all the equipment just by himself by himself okay and then the players would drive like someone who was like a senior would drive and follow gotcha okay the the inside joke to us was you would see our coach and we'd meet outside somewhere outside the rink or a dorm or whatever and he would walk right to the van and he'd have a brown bag and you'd hear the clink, clink of a bottle or something. And he would take it on the van and then he would. All right, follow me. 
Road now, sodas. Road, yeah, I don't know if it was road sodas as I look at your red label bottle. That's, I think that's more of what it was. Um, he, I don't think he was drunk on the bench, although the way he coached, there, there's a strong possibility. Um, he, we would drive back. Now, we're not talking like a 45-minute drive. We're talking like from Massachusetts down to New York. Okay. And he would come out after we got after the game and we'd be back in Massachusetts he would come out of the van and just have like a perma smile like that that <laughs> rosy cheek like hey how are you <laughs> and i'm thinking like he could have easily like like hit the brakes swerved off the road with us following him it, it's crazy but that's that's one of those stories where if my college roommates were here they would all laugh because at least you can laugh about it now Huh? At least you can laugh about oh, it. Oh yeah, and I mean, I don't think the humble guys are ever going to be able to laugh about, no. about the, this it. Situation. It put it put a lot. I mean, because especially too, you see what how, if you know the story and everything else. Here in New Jersey, there, there's been like every other day, there's a bus crash. There's the kids and bus crashes, and I, I just don't. Especially this year. This year was a crappy year for buses, bus driving, and all just a general crappy year outside of uh, outside of a rink awards wise um i think really the only ones we cared about were the ones that our guys were in i mean you Uh, knew i I think if i had to look at um uh what did what did brandon um brian boyle get uh, the where is it the masterson yeah that's the the masterson award is the you've been through the most shit award yes and, and, he, and right, I mean, all of them, ha, like, rightfully like, so. Rightfully quite. so. I mean, but it's who had the worst of the worst. Like, is does cancer beat Eric Carlson's? Oh yeah, the, the you know, child passing away. Passing and like, away, oh. or does it beat uh, Craig Anderson's wife having cancer last year? Like, yeah, your your cancer was so bad over these other cancers. We're just gonna give you a yeah, trophy. Uh, it's. It sucks too because let's just say like they don't like the NHL does not do like here we're gonna do this Friday in December and whatever games are being played that's hockey fights cancer night no hockey fights cancer night is like every other day for every other team so like yeah. let, let's just pick one we'll pick Brian, Brian Boyle Devils had one cried do whatever now he's gonna go to the Islanders oh there's another one he's gotta do this again he's gotta do another puck drop oh yeah, oh, yeah. and like next like in two weeks oh he's going out to Los Angeles for a West Coast trip. The Kings have it. And San Jose has it. It just doesn't stop. Yeah, that whole month. I mean, the Masterson Award, I get where they're going with it. You know, like this person overcome some tragic event outside of hockey. Yes. Outside of hockey. But why do we have to pick one? All of them. Just give yeah, it to all of them. Just give it to all of them. Or, or make it like, uh, what's the award? The, the, make it like an award where it's, Every team has a Masterson, like that somebody yes. overcomes something. Right, because it's it, there's a good possibility thirty two teams is going to have at least yeah. one guy on it that's going to have something really bad happen. Um, we just named what four or five of them. Yeah, what's the the other one? The one where the most uh, community award, not the Willie O'Ree one, the other one where it's like this person does the most charitable mm-hmm. stuff. Well, just give it away for every team. Like this guy. You know, he lost his mom. Like when Martin St. Louis lost his mom and they had to play a playoff game the day after he buried his mom. Right. What makes that any better than 
you know, or worse than somebody else's, somebody else's misfortune. Yeah, misfortune. It, That's one of those things. Uh, also talking about the awards, you know, I get award shows are not the sexiest thing. I mean, even the Oscars and, and the Emmys and all that stuff. Uh, the only one that's worth any sort of value is whatever Ricky Gervais is. Is hosting? Because come just, on, you 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 can't say that if MTV put out another Moon Man award show. Oh come on, it's the Moon Man. I wish I could get rid of MTV on my chat on my cable. <laughs> I wish that I could just say, can I trade MTV in for like TSN? <laughs> okay, you know what? I would do that. I'd much. I'd get rid of every MTV. I I think once you pass the age of like twenty two and you move out of your mom's house. Like most of these rumor accounts on Twitter, that that <laughs> yeah, that you should be able to like get rid of MTV. Like there, there brings nothing. But uh, but we had a magician. Yes, that a magician. Was, wow, nothing the, nothing makes us look like a solid league, one of the top four leagues, like a magician. Let me throw let me throw some icing on that cake. It was a magician who who who, who was. <laughs> Who wasn't even like Penn and Teller, or who wasn't um, uh, Chris uh, Angel? Yeah. Isn't he in Vegas? Yes. <laughs> it was some like bitrate magician. Listen, when he was throwing knives at somebody, I forget who was there. Was standing. It was all the rookies. It was like Brock Besser and and Barzell and whoever was standing up against the 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 wooden thing, the the, the kitchen block that the guy was throwing against. Who had to leave his hand there for him to throw the knife at? I'd say. Uh, no. Bye bye. <laughs> Somebody's agent got fired on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he who drew the short straw? Oh, you're fired. Uh, yeah, it's it's the awards. Ovi in the fountain with Backstrom dancing. It was, it was pretty funny. funny. It was comical. Yeah. Uh, of the awards, any of them that were really any sort of shockers? You know, the King Clancy Award. Leadership and humanitarian, you had to give the Sedins. They're, they're retiring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, a, hey, thanks for everything that you've done. And, and you know what? I appreciate I appreciate when, when superstars like that do something where it's like second game, like the second to last game in the season. Oh, we're retiring at the end of the year. Yeah, not like a, a light, like a season-long. Yeah, retirement tour. Yeah. So, again, you have to drop a puck for when the Sedins come. You know. Every time. <clears throat> and I get it. There are players that deserve that, though. Like, Brodeur deserved it. And Brodeur deserved it in a devil's uniform, not St. Louis. He deserved to have that that going away tour. Gretzky deserved it. But did, did Marty really get a going no, away he, tour? he really didn't because he pl- didn't he retire before the season ended? I'm sorry, what, what was that, about seven games only? Yeah. <laughs> didn't he retire? I thought he retired before the season ended. Um, but Gretzky, I don't think Gretzky wanted it. And I remember being in college when Gretzky retired. And, you know, he kind of just played his last game. Uh, I read that he used a different stick every shift so that he could give them to charity and his teammates, nice. which is awesome. I mean, if my house was on fire and I had Gretzky game-used autograph last stick that he ever used. Sorry, Fluffy. <laughs> the sticks are going first. I, I'd tap my wife. I'd <laughs> grab my kid in one arm and grab the stick in the other. And, all right, see you later, guys. Um, the Selkie Award, Best Defensive Award, I think they gave it to Kopitar because they knew he wasn't going to get the MVP. So we should give him something. I mean, he had a great season. Um, it's funny, when you when you do award shows and there's like the same player in multiple categories, you know, and they start going out one by one, and you're sitting there going, like for us, for Hall, for MVP, and it was like, oh, okay, now we're down to two. Yeah. Holy crap, he's going to get the MVP. Uh, 
I mean, he had a great season, but how defensively great are you if you have one of the best goalies? Like, Jonathan Quick's one of the best goalies. I mean, and they have a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, he put up 70-something, 80-something points, and he was a plus whatever, but when you have a good goalie, I mean, I, I always say it. As a Devil fan, I mean, I, I know some of you may hate me for saying this, like, I was one of those guys that was like, Brodeur's good. He's a little overrated because he made. Here's the thing that about Brodeur. That, and Let's, this, let, wait, let me write this down. 31 <laughs> minutes and 50 seconds into the podcast, Dave gets hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, I mean, A, how hard was it for Brodeur, especially in the, the, the heydays of the late 90s into the 2000s? We had to make 13 saves because you had Niedermeyer, Hall of Famer, Stevens. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, everybody always says Ken Danico, but I mean, Danico is a great player. Uh, not somebody that I would have been really worried about unless I was in front of the net. Um, who else was on those teams? Like Brian Rafalski, great defenseman. Uh, and, you know, there's your top four. One of those guys are going to be on the ice at all times. Right. And you're seeing 13 shots yeah. and you're playing a system where you basically keep everybody to the outside how hard was it? I think we, I mean, I would have loved to see Brodeur in his prime in the 2010 time. Okay. Where the Devils, their defense wasn't that. When your best defenseman was Andy Green. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marek Zidlicki. And now you're not seeing 15, 16 shots. You're seeing 15, 16 shots a period and their quality shots what what do you do like how good how good was Brodeur right now and then don't get me wrong Brodeur made he made the save you never expected him to make no the paddle save against Leclerc and Draper and you know the two pad stack glove save against somebody on the flyers and those were awesome awesome saves but then you know that's gonna break the heart of every devil fan where were you on wraparounds It, it, I, I think you could say the same thing about like you know like Gretzky, like put him put him in like today's NHL yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like it's you always want the greats to play in an era where it's where goalies weren't strapped with pillows on right. his legs. But I mean, I think if you were to take Gretzky in his prime and put him in today, what would hurt him is his speed. But he was so much smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. He saw things two three steps ahead of everybody else. I think he would have been a very productive, almost like Tavares-like. Who? Yeah. Huh? Tavares-like, <laughs> in the sense that, like, Tavares is, he's a great player. Right. He's not the fastest. He's not the, the best skater. Hmm? But he's smarter, and he knows where to go. Uh, other awards, speaking of Tavares and the Islanders, oops. Uh, <laughs> Barzell winning Rookie of the Year. That He was hands down. Now, do you think, and I know it's like devil's leaning, but do you think Nico would have gotten any, he got some consideration, but not enough really for, for talk. But if he had a hell of a season where he put up points, would he have been in that conversation? I think, I think he would have needed to score over 20 goals. And I think he had over 40-something assists. Right. He would have had to been pushing 50 assists to be in the top three. But Barzell, he, I mean... People would have probably looked at Nico if he did that as saying, well, you're playing with Taylor Hall. 
Okay. Barzell would, wouldn't be playing with, with Tavares. Any. Right, right. I mean, he's playing with Andrew Ladd, I believe, and, and Anders Lee. Uh, other awards, Pecorino, no-brainer for the Vesna. Uh, the Hedman, no-brainer for the Norris Trophy. Um, Connor McDavid, the best player voted on. I mean, you can't argue that, but... I mean, he was. Didn't he, he was. He had, he, he's <laughs> the best player in the league. Sit down, Sydney. <clears throat> Sydney's the, the the most... If I had to have a playoff center, I'm picking Sydney. I w- if I had to have skip- a regular season center... Right. Or Zajac. a franchise center, yes, oh. <laughs> I'm I'm picking Connor McDavid. And it's just because the kids are getting better and better as as, as this league grows and, and everything else. That there's no. I mean, so we start talking about kids. We can move to the draft. And like, did you have anything? I mean, yeah, we can talk about uh, Hall winning the heart, which I think every Devils fan like demanded. It, it wasn't, you know, cities would have rioted if uh, if he didn't win the heart. Just as, yes, as hard the, as we were. The hundreds of people that come to Devil Games would have been <clears> very upset. Is it the Friday night fans or the Wednesday or the Tuesday fans? The real fans are the the, the Tuesday night Us. Winnipeg fans. Yeah, <laughs> Come, and, bring and, and the not hate. just the Devils. Bring the hate, and not just the Devils. If you go to an if you go to an NHL game on a Tuesday night, on a Tuesday night, and you're playing some team that doesn't have any sexy star, you know, that doesn't not a Crosby, not a McDavid. You're 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 playing, you know, Buffalo. No, Buffalo's got Eichel. Buffalo, no, by, but you're playing. Dallas and like Sagan's great and all, but he's not bringing people no. to Newark to go like, oh, I gotta watch Tyler Sagan. Um, the draft, as far as the draft goes, were there any standout picks? Uh, Montreal went really off the board, and I think that really, really screwed up everybody else's draft. But, but it made the Islanders fucking look. Awesome. Like like, yeah. and like Detroit, you, and Detroit. You, you look at how those two players fell to the Islanders. I sat there and I watched them get picked, and I said, "Holy crap! Why the hell didn't that happen during when Lou was GM of us?" Like yeah. some something like that. Like he, he had because a, he would he always was, trade his picks. He would trade his picks. He would. Tra- I mean, I'm not I'm not bashing the trade for Corey Schneider because that was something that needed to be done, and that and, was an awesome trade. And he did it. In our own arena, which yeah. made it twice as great. I was there. I remember watching it. Um, but Lou always traded the Devils picks. He always traded, like I remember, he traded one of our first round picks to get rid of Malakoff. He traded Malakoff on a first round pick to San Jose so that we can get rid of Malakoff, so we weren't cap strapped. <laughs> um, the the Zadine kid that that dropped down to Detroit had one of the best lines, you know when they asked him like, well, how do you feel that you fell down? And he just said, I want to, f- if somebody passes on me, I want to fill their net with pucks. with bucks. <laughs> like that's an awesome line. That that's, that's an Ovechkin line. Like that's a kid that you go, all right, that's a kid I want. And, and I think Detroit, when they saw like, Oh my God, we can get this. Guy, yeah. You jump on it. They, yeah. they jumped up and down. And I think, I think the devils did the same thing with Ty Smith. That kid was supposed to go high. Yeah. From everything that I, I, I've read, it went, he was supposed to go high, and it probably goes back to that whole Montreal pick that it screwed everyone else up and it, yeah. it moved players around. We got there were about maybe two or three guys I wanted just simply because it was a name that was floating around and floating around and floating around. And you look him up and you go, okay, well, I for me personally for this draft, all I wanted was like, well, no, we didn't have seven picks, but what like five, whatever, four or five. All I wanted was defensemen. 
the best defenseman available. Just draft him. Yeah. Because we're fine offensively. And we have, again, not to make this all just devil-centric, but we have young kids in college that are making names for themselves, mm-hmm. but they're just two years away. Uh, do I think Ty Smith is going to play? No. This year? Oh, no. No. I think he'll get a solid, long look next year. He's going to make his mark on uh, development camp. and then That's going de- on now. Right. And then development camp next year. And then you'll probably see him sign an entry-level contract. I thought the Rangers did okay. I mean, they picked up their three picks. They picked up, I think they went with some forwards. Um, the Rangers are in full rebuild. And it's, it's awesome to see because in my lifetime, I remember the dark years of the Rangers. They were all retools. Like, let's just. But they weren't even retools. It, it was like, we're going to go and throw money at Bobby Halik. And For what? Chris Drury and Scott Gomez. Right. And. Eric Lindros, like we're going to throw money, and now they're not doing that. Right. You have a smart GM. Yeah. A a salary cap GM. A a guy who finally went, look, people are going to come to our games whether we win or lose, so we might as well just build up. That Mm -hmm. way when we get better, we can charge more, and they're still going to come. Right. Now, okay, so here's here's a question that probably Ranger fans never want to hear. Would you trade Lundquist today as part of that rebuild, or would that totally just— screw everything up for them. I think that he's comfortable where he is and doesn't want to leave. He's saying that. But let's talk, ask that question again at the end, at Christmas time, when the Rangers might be, like realistically, the Rangers might be something like by Christmas time, 10 and like 19. Right. And he's given up four or five goals, and he's getting pulled left and right. Um, he might change his tune. Right. I think he's dumb for not. And I, I, I'm, I'm not bashing Henrik Lundqvist because I'm a Devils fan and he's a Rangers. I just don't like Henrik Lundqvist because I look at him and I see a bad locker room guy. Like, like a locker room cancer. Like I, I don't want to say a, a locker room cancer. I just think that he's so bright. It's like the ego is just yeah, yeah that that you know it's never a good sign when you see a goalie calling out his defenseman on the ice throwing his hands up staring mm-hmm. them down especially now with the Rangers being so young on defense yeah what are you teaching your 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 are future are you just going right? to destroy mm-hmm. their confidence and now what I think I think Lundqvist is kind of dumb for wanting to stick around because they would get a king's ransom yeah they would get probably a future goalie or I, at least a, a bridge goalie till that future goalie right yeah. and okay but he you know what they might they might change their tune and they might trade him at the deadline for his chance because look if you're deep down if you're a Ranger fan, do you really, really, really want to see Henrik Lundqvist play his whole career there and be Dan Marino, the greatest Ranger goalie? Let's let, let's weed through that one because there, are, in in our opinions, there's a few levels of Ranger fans. There's, there's those diehards that are going, "I'm going to win the cup every year," and they don't win. It's oh, it's it's because the GM sucks. If you love him, let him go. I mean, if it's meant to be, he'll come back. He'll come back. <laughs> To sign that one-day contract and retire. Yeah. But, like, you want to be happy for the guy. Like, you can't say if, if you're a true blue hockey fan, 
you cannot say you weren't happy for Ovechkin. Hmm. I would feel the same way if Lundqvist went to a different team and won the cup. Like, I'm glad he won the cup. Like, he's got to be right now, I would say, between him and Joe Thornton, the two guys that everybody would want to see win the cup. It goes back to even when when Ray Bork, right? Yeah. Dan Teller, he got shifted off to what, Colorado, was it? Yep. To, To win a cup? I never saw that. I never saw that. I was at a high, I was at a high school graduation party. I was in college. I was at a high school graduation party when the Devils lost to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I think Colorado scored to get an empty netter and I just walked right outside and sat next to the keg. Never saw Ray Bork <laughs> actually physically pick up, pick a, up cup, a cup other than in like pictures. The, the videos and right. commercials. <laughs> uh, other things about the draft, I think everybody was really expecting like tons of trades and whatnot to come up uh, and nothing happened. I think the only real trade that came out of the draft was that Carolina trade with Ottawa, mm-hmm. which leads us into Ottawa. Being, yes. We, uh, we move the into biggest the biggest shit show on the planet right now in professional sports, which, <sighs> and we'll start it at the draft. So for those of you that don't know, Ottawa, when they traded for Matt Duchesne from Colorado this year, They also traded a first-round pick, either this year or next. So they have their choice. Um, Ottawa decided to hold on to their pick this year. And they're going to be horrible next year. And possibly the highest pick in the draft goes to Colorado. And the the big guy that is, uh, what's his name, Hughes, the, the kid who got drafted this year, his younger brother, Jack Hughes, is supposed to be like a generational talent. Ottawa might win the lottery and then have to hand that pick over to Colorado. Point one. What's point two? <laughs> point two, you have the Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman, Days of Our Lives drama. Um, Since since it started, Hoffman's been traded. You had twice, twice in the same same day day. within four hours. (laughs) That's that's point one. Um, If you don't know the story, so apparently Mike Hoffman's fiance, and they're supposed to be getting married, I believe, sometime this summer, um, has a real distaste for the Carlson family. Um, The Carlson family lost their son. I don't know if he was stillborn or, but they lost lost their, their child, a child, yeah. um, a, an infant, and the Hoffman fiance was making comments like, you know, I'm glad your kid's dead, and I hope like, someone takes out your husband's knees and ends his career on Twitter, like psychotic outbursts on social media, like thousands of posts. We're not talking like one or two thousands. And it, they, the only reason we know all of this, and apparently it went all season, this yeah. season, the only reason we know that is because Eric Carlson's wife went and basically, in Canadian terms, put a restraining order <laughs> against. So you have that drama in Ottawa. You have the fact that their owner hates his fans. That he, at the winter class, or the outdoor game this year, he blatantly said like if your fans don't want to come to the game i'll move the team if we don't get an arena in downtown ottawa because if you don't know 
Ottawa plays in an arena that is like 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic, outside of Ottawa. And he wants one in Ottawa, and he wants the city to pay for it. And so he basically called out his fans. Which is going to make the fans, one, not show up, and two, the fact that now Ottawa would have to, the town or city of Ottawa needs to pump in more money to get an arena built, which will then force the fans to go, I'm still not going to go. So you're blowing all this money. You're blowing up your team. For what? And then their assistant GM is giving guys massages and Uber cars. And (laughs) that's an Uber plug, I guess. Um, And he's being charged with like harassment or something for that. Um, So if you're Ottawa, what do you do? No. And then the other part, too, is you're screwing up trading Eric Carlson. Well, we, we can't say that yet because we don't know exactly what's happening yet. Um, I just find it funny if, you, if you're a rumor monger, you find out that the big rumor is he's going to Tampa Bay. And that's what everybody's been saying. He's going to Tampa Bay. And Tampa's going to be clearing space but to the, give him the, the a the huge issue contract. The Hoffman was, we don't want to trade in the conference. We don't want to trade him in the conference. So they traded Hoffman to San Jose. San Jose then traded him back to Florida. And he was all pissy. The Dorian was all pissy about it. But now you're trading Eric Carlson to Tampa Bay in, in your com- conference. In conference, yeah. I... And there's no issues. And you're looking for a third team to kind of move salary around because Tampa Bay uh, is just throwing money at people long term. Tampa Bay is going to turn into Chicago too. Give him a couple cups. And then they're going to be cap-strapped? Yep, with three guys that make $11, $10 million, $9 million a year. You can, you can see that well, we can pull in the devil's part of it. You can see, like, Ray Shiro, like, swooping in. Like, last season, right, he picked up um, uh, Johansson for two picks, right? This year, maybe, they're talking about with this whole um, Carlson trade of the Devils being that, that dumpster team, okay? So so we could pick up players that we may need, right? But and why then, do that? What? Why? Why? on earth would you want to help a team you play against in your conference? Depending on who you get back. If if the rumors are true about either getting a, a, a Tyler Johnson. A small center. Okay, and if... Yeah, you read the rumors and it, it's the devil's giving up Zaka or the devil's giving up Severson. No. no. We, we have enough holes on defense. I'm picking up your shit. Right. Why am I going to pay to pick up your shit? Well, Why am I going to take Ryan Callahan, who's hurt every eight games? Why you, am I going to take Dan Girardi, who you can you can take you can take them right? You can either cut them if you want. I I, I never believe in that whole cut thing. It, it just it's wasted money. And you say you know what? If I'm going to be your dumpster, then you're giving me picks. You're giving me high, like yeah, medium what, to high level prospects or picks? high draft prompt picks. What what? Who's picks? Anybody who anybody who wants to give first round picks. But Ottawa or doesn't second. have one, as we discussed earlier. And, and Tampa is going to have to give their pick to Ottawa. To Ottawa. So what are we getting? It, it's it's, and I don't know. It, it's between us and the Rangers that they're saying that we're going to be that third team that's going to be in the mix. Why? Like, what's the Rangers going to get out of it? Like, what, are they going to get Bobby Ryan? Okay, oh, great. He's a Jersey guy. He's really a Philly guy. But, oh, he's a Jersey guy, and he's close, and he's, you know. But he's making, like, $7 million. He's not a $7 million player. And he's no. making seven and a half 
over the next four like for the next four years. Right. Devils don't need that. The Devils don't need that. The Rangers don't need that. But the Devils definitely don't need that because you're going to have to sign Hall next. You can sign Hall next year to an extension. Which and and just to, to swoop it in, the money that Kucherov got today gives you a baseline of what is probably going to. Get I'd say Hall, Hall signed nine and a half. That's about right. Yeah, that's what I would think Hall would get. And then and, I, and, and then you and then you fast forward another. Uh, you fast forward a year, right? And you got Butcher. And then you fast forward a year after that. Then you got Nico, and and, and Brat. Brat and all those other rookies plus anybody else that we have. Right. Um. Uh. Johansson, Palmieri. Mate. No, Palmieri's still going to be in that. Maybe he'll have like one or two years, kind of. But. You're, yeah, you're, you're at that point yeah, where you're going to have to start giving out money to retain your players. Yeah, and I don't think Ray wants the strap. To, to to be kind of handcuffed when it comes to the especially Hall like you're not like he's gonna get if he got ten million a year for eight years I really wouldn't be that upset about that huh. and you know what give him a no trade clause halfway through and at the, at at the back end of it when he's older do a limited or say you know what I, and I think his contract is going to be very very signing bonus. Yeah, like, uh, like 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 Tavares. No, like, did and you Tavares. did you? We got we as in the Devils got shit on right for the Kovalchuk um, salary cap circumvention crap for seventeen years and blah blah blah. I, what I don't understand is how Tavares can go to Toronto, make six figure salary, right, six hundred thousand a year, and get thirteen million or whatever it's, as a as a bonus. How is that even? That's, I mean, that's their way to get around the cap. And I think Lou, not Lou, uh, Gary Bettman, was a little pissy hates about it. Yeah, hates it, and and everybody's going to do it. And what I think Bettman should do because it's it's going to be in the next CBA that you can't do. That. You can't do that, right? What I think he should do is go. All right, if you're going to give a signing bonus, let's say the Devils give Taylor Hall his base salary is a million dollars. And he gets eight million dollars a signing bonus for the first four years. You have to include that bonus on if your cap. You trade him. You 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 have to that, eat the bonus. That bonus is on it. Does you have to pay it, and it goes on your cap. Your cap, like Lou said, don't worry about my cap. <laughs> well, when you're signing Leo Komarov to four-year deals, and for a guy that had Look. twenty-five points last year. He comes back to the East Coast, right? He's been getting the band back together. Yeah. You know, he's he's got he he's got um Is Lemaire gonna join He's him? got Lemaire on his flip phone or his Nokia. <laughs> Jacques, you coming? <laughs> Listen, when when this free agency period started and I do this you're the hockey guy, right? Also, I'm the fanboy, okay? Mm-hmm. I I every year, right? I go on vacation. July first to whenever the hell my birthday is, whatever. So what's July 1st? Free agency every year. It's a holiday. I get sad. I get pissed off. <laughs> I get my vacation ruined. Every year I set free agents I want. Some maybe unrealistically. Some not so unrealistic. This year I said I wanted John Carlson and I wanted John Tavares. Fill the rest of the roster with kids. I don't care. Yeah. What, what happened? Carlson signed before right, so that agency. Boom. That's one shot. The second one is like Tavares when rumors started leaking that, oh, maybe San Jose. Nah. And then that, he came out with his list and we weren't on his list. And, and then I sit there and I go, and, and I debated with myself. I go, why wouldn't you want to come here, right? Look at our team. We're young. 
we're going places, right? You don't have to move your family. But then I heard stuff that um, Tavares' wife got a job in Toronto, and I was like, well, there you go. But not not the fact that they showed his childhood picture of him in Toronto with little sheets and pillowcases. <laughs> and- <laughs> when, when you can, can you imagine if you're the, the Maple Leafs and you go, all right, how do we get this guy? Let's do a go. Wait, he's sitting in a bed with a Toronto blanket. Let's put that on PowerPoint page one. <laughs> I heard that they had videos of like Mitch Marner, like they dressed him up in his equipment and stuff, and were like, oh, it would be great to play with you, and like had him like getting passes mm. and like. Like if you're John Tavares, go like I don't need that. Right? I don't need those fancy videos. I want to see. Show me your your farm system. Right. Show me your draft picks. Show me your contracts. Is me signing here going to impact any of that? Which it may have happened for for stuff that was posted out there. He came to each interview with like binders like full of info He's on bad. teams. Yeah. <laughs> He's a nerd. How but, much? How much freaking research can you do on a team? It's like, don't you watch the NHL Network after your game? Well, or you sitting in an ice bath? <laughs> looking at looking at the teams he he interviewed. Okay, one is San Jose. Who wouldn't want to live in San Jose? They're they're a good team. They've got great players that are in their prime mm-hmm. slash on the downhill. Sure. Okay. You have a small window to get a. a, you, to they, get a he cup. has a small window. So if I'm Tavares. All right, I cross them off because, yeah, it might be great for two years, but in the long run, I'm going to be the guy that's right. sitting mm-hmm. on the beach alone. Yep. Um, Toronto, the team he eventually signed with. Young guys, you have uh, Matthews and Marner and, and Nylander. Um, their goaltending and defense are a little questionable, but you- so it made sense for him to go here. Why did he look at Tampa Bay? Taxes. Taxes. Yeah. Taxes. I mean, I mean, they have a good team now. Right. Now. But like so we, we talked about before, what if they turn into to Chicago? To Chicago? And, okay. and you're talking about, oh, you know, in three years going, okay, um, tomorrow, yeah, we're going to be trading you to like Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I respect the fact that he, he didn't pick the Devils and he didn't pick the Rangers because to constantly be thrown – into Long Island. Okay. All right. Now, as far as why he didn't pick the Islanders, I, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I, there three things. I mean, he knew the he knew the coach was in there. Fine. There's no shovels in the ground for an arena. Nope. Okay. Part B to that is you now have to split half your season in Brooklyn, half your season heard, at the place you used to play at. <laughs> I heard on one of the podcasts. How many? At what point in the season does a player? Go to Brooklyn when the game is in New York. By accident. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. Like, I thought you the take game your... was in Brooklyn. <laughs> he's a healthy scratch. Why? Um, oh, the, the, the Uber went to the wrong arena. <laughs> and and the other part is you had no goalie. No, they have no goalie. And yeah. I don't think they have a goalie now. They took the head case from Buffalo. Lerner on a year. Learn, Robert Robert Lerner. Uh, he's he's no worse than Halak. So why, not, so why not resign Halak? Because he went to. Oh, he signed before. Yeah, he but, went somewhere. Um, plus, the other part too is you—he was in the area, right? At at the end of Lou's tenure with with us, and he probably saw what Lou did to us. And I don't mean it in a negative way. He had his plan. He was—he's—he's he's no, stubborn, he, and he went with it. Okay, 
And now you look at what he's doing with the Islanders. He's like he's he's getting the band back together. He's getting a whole bunch of fourth liners to play second line minutes. Yeah, like it, it's rough. Yeah, he's he's doing essentially he's doing the same thing he did with us. Instead of Leo Komarov, we got Michael Ryder, and instead of Ross Johnson, where the fuck that guy is, they saw we went after Ryan Klo and paid him a ton of money to play like thirty games. And coach. And, and coach. coach. Yeah, now he's gone. And now he went to Toronto to be a, a head coach in their, like, e- ECHL team. Yeah, for a new uh, <clears throat> team. So, uh, on the notes here, you, you do possible trades. Kessel. Well, the one, the one, well, first, the one trade that we had during the draft, the Carolina trade. Um, and talking about Carolina, Carolina's just the biggest shit show as Ottawa. How does... Okay. Another to kind of go in with the whole like I want free agents. I wanted Calvin DeHaan as like a backup to John Carlson. Okay. Out of all the teams in the NHL, if you're now the number two free agent defenseman, I know it's a big drop from Eric Carlson to Calvin DeHaan. Where would you want to play if you were the number two guy, knowing that you're going to be getting money? I, I think at this point in his career, Calvin DeHaan, he's been in the league what four years? He got drafted, I believe. He got drafted the year the draft was in New Jersey. So, Calvin DeHaan, does he care about winning a championship? I'm sure he'll tell you he does if right. he asks. But he's a young guy that just got off an entry-level contract, maybe got a quick little bridge deal from the Islanders. He got big money to go to Carolina. Well, hey, kid, good for you. you but do you hear the reasons why? He goes, there's lovely mountains in oh, yeah. <laughs> And, well, then, and, and there's rivers. I'm like, wow, are you a country bumpkin or what? Well, then him and Dougie Hamilton will get along really great because Dougie Hamilton got traded you, from Calgary to Carolina you, because his teammates didn't like that he was going to museums instead of going out to dinner with his teammates. You want to talk about shit shows. There's a tie, almost a tie. Ottawa is a shit show. There's a, there's a little diarrhea show happening in Carolina, too. With their whole owner going, ah, let's just, all right, we're going to trade this guy, trade that guy. Uh, yeah, we're going to, we'll bring in Rod Brindamore as our head coach. Which is fine. He's got coaching experience. He was he was an assistant coach there. And God knows that he'll he'll get that team into physical shape. Because <laughs> he was ripped as a player. It's, it's, it's rough. Their right, owner so, is a dope. Yeah. He, that, that, that's dope number two. He... His GM left. His coach said, Bill Peters was like, I'd rather go to the frozen tundra of Calgary than stay here with this guy. And Calgary's done pretty well this offseason yeah. already. I think in this trade, and if you don't know what the trade was, it was um, Elias Lindholm, who I wanted the Devils to take when mm-hmm. we took Pavel Zaka, but he wasn't available. Um Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, who was also a top five pick, mm-hmm. went to Calgary essentially for Dougie Hamilton and Michael Furland, who's he's a nice little player. Uh, he's his stats are a little bit inflated because he played first line minutes, but he's really not a first line player. He's mm-hmm. more of a, a second line, third line kind of energy guy. Um, but apparently, Dougie Hamilton was traded and I kind of joked about it previously, was about the fact that his teammates didn't like him. And this is the second time he's been traded. Because teammates because don't like teammates him. Because teammates don't like him. And that's sad because he's, he's a good player. I mean, 
He could come to Newark. We have museums. He could go to the Newark <laughs> we, Museum. We, we have a museum, a musical yeah. museum, right, right outside the, the arena. arena. <laughs> right in the arena, yeah. Pay 10 bucks, or you know what? Because he's a player, he probably gets it for free, but that's fine. He can, I, he can pick a sandwich up at Hobbies and, and go right down to the Newark Museum and, and look at the beautiful artwork there. Uh, but other trades. Kessel. Phil Kessel in Pittsburgh. This guy, he, where, but where did those like rumors come from? Like, I think it's because he didn't produce in the playoffs. And, and now he was hurt, and from what I heard, he was hurt long term. Right, but played through it. Okay, and which is which, amazing. Yes, which is great. Um, but it seems like this guy, and he's he's got boatloads of talent. He has got the worst head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, as someone who's bald, just shave your head. Right. Just shave it. Let it go. You, you don't. You don't like the uh, Friar Tuck. He's 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 got a skullet going, <laughs> and he's a great talent. He's got a great shot. I, I know that people questioned his his physical fitness. He know, loves hot dogs. Loves Who doesn't? Hot dogs. Who doesn't? But he's a great talent, and I think it's unfair that the, the Pittsburgh fans slash media or whatever are, are are going after him. Look what he he's. Look what he's done. Yes. But, but wise. And he's not playing with Crosby. Right. And he's not playing with Malkin. He he is your NHL superstar. If you look at it, right, where where has he been? He he, he did all right in Toronto. He, he did but on, yeah. on a shitty Toronto right. team at the time. Traded to Pittsburgh. He's won cups now. Multiple. Yeah. Okay. So what what's the whole disdain? I mean, look. Maybe because he's making so much money. So it's only he's essentially their third line winger. So it's essentially us complaining about his Ajax contract, is what it yeah. kind of boils down to. Yeah, but I, if you had you told me we could trade Ajax for Phil Kessel, you'd do it. Travis, do you, do you need me to help you with the new role? <laughs> like, I like he's a great player, and I have n- no problems with him other than the fact that he's being paid like a second line, borderline first line center. And, and he's, he's, he's our third line. And he's not. He's yeah. he's not. I mean, he's a dependable, defensive, face-off winning center that will get you at best. What was his best season? Like 60 points? And that's when he was playing with... With uh, Parisi. Parisi and Kobe. Easy. Easy points. But as far as Kessel, if they were going to trade him, I don't think that they would trade him anywhere in the East. I could see somewhere like Phoenix... Again, and if you throw if you throw him out there with all the free agent signings that they had, they signed um, Grabner. And yes, I know he was like a shit stain on our team. You like him. You wanted the Devils to resign, resign him. I, I did. I did to a point, but he got. I think he got like what four years yeah, out there. Not, not for that. Not like he was going to ask for big money because he was almost a thirty goal scorer, back to back seasons. None of them with us. Yeah. <laughs> But that's because the Rangers let him run wild. And when he came to us... We have a system, yeah. Um, but Kessel, I could see him going somewhere like Phoenix that has cap space. I could see him going somewhere, I'll tell you what, Montreal. But would you do that straight up for Pacioretty? If I'm Pittsburgh, I only do that trade if I could negotiate a contract with Pacioretty. Okay. But I think that Kessel stays. He's not going anywhere. And I don't think you... I mean, look, if Sidney Crosby or Malkin had a bad year, would there be rumors flying about, oh, we're going to trade him? No. Well, they did. Like, 
what was it last year when Crosby started off slow? Like he didn't Dump score him. a goal. No, and people were like, what's wrong with Crosby? Is he having a concussion? And by the end of the season, he was the best player in the league. And he went on fire. Maybe he's just, I don't want to say Crosby's a slow starter, but maybe he was just, dude, we just won the cup. I'm a little hung. Or, or, <laughs> you want a little hung over? Another <laughs> podcast here, Puck Soup, and they do that. I'm, I'm Sidney Crosby, and I'm uh, just really happy to be here, guys. And. You know, I, maybe I'm a little tired from winning the Stanley Cup back-to-back years, and I, I started off slow. Cause o- I, Ovi syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how Ovi does this year. <laughs> He'll be healthy and scratch the first 25 games. Why? He's still drunk. He's still drunk, yeah. <laughs> Caviar in the Stanley Cup in Russia. Um, Pacioretty, apparently he was going to get traded at the draft mm-hmm. to L.A. Um, he fired his agent, like, mid-trade. Right. Uh, I guess the reason the trade didn't go down is because of Pacioretty didn't like the deal that his agent worked out and then just backed out. Do I think Pacioretty gets traded this year? Yeah. Um, where do I think he would go? I'll tell you what. If, if I know this trade would never happen because they're rivals, Boston's the place for Pacioretty. You know, okay. they need somebody to play with. Uh, Marshan? No, Mark, they have a great top line with Pat, with uh, Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marshawn. That's a, that's a great line. Their second line's a little questionable. You have Krejci, and then it's like two kids. It's like... Right. That's where Pacioretty fits in okay. really well. And Boston, if I'm Montreal, I ask for DeBrusque or one of their other young guys. Mm-hmm. Um that's where he fits, but I don't think that trade ever happens either without it being a third team because Boston and Montreal don't make too many trades. Knuckles and, and Island. And, and, and you want to talk about <clears throat> shit shows too. I, Montreal's creeping up there too, a little bit. Just that, that he, that, what's the guy's name? Bergeron? Is that, is that the uh, owner or GM's name? Yeah. Or Ber- Bergeron. Mark Bergeron. He can't get a deal for that team, sign well, anybody he, for, for, for the life of him. He, he dug himself a deep, deep hole with this, the uh, Shea Weber. Oh, for P.P. Subban trade, yeah. Another one. Oh, he's a bad locker room guy. Why? Because he raised $10 million for some hospital <laughs> and didn't put Montreal's name on it. Um, but I don't know if you've read the news about Shea Weber. He had knee surgery. He's out like, what, six months now? Which is Christmas. Now, here's something interesting that I heard literally driving on the way here was if Shea Weber retires – because he was one of the last guys to sign one of those ridiculously Covey 14-year contracts with Nashville, which was an offer sheet from Philly. Right. Um, if he retires, who do you think gets stuck with the, the recapture? It's going to be Montreal? No. Who, Philly? It's Nashville. Nashville, he signed the contract with Nashville, so Nashville gets punished. Wow. And if he retires, what they do, and it, it, I'm, I'm probably wrong, so if someone wants to fact check, fine, but it's how much he's been paid out of the contract and how much is left is subtracted. And then how many years are left versus how much money he has left. And it's oh. something like $4 million that Nashville will have to pay per year for. Per year. 
for the rest of his contract. Wow. Which is like a 14 year deal. And I want to say he's like five years in. And for, and for those who aren't like cap people, I mean, I'm not, but still four mil gets you second, third line guys or, or, top, or, or a top, top pairing defenseman. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, and they're going to be stuck with that. What did and John Moore get in, in, in Boston? You got like a four-year, like... Five-year deal, like $3 million? Yeah, so there you go. There, just look at that. My friends from Massachusetts are like, who's this John Moore guy? Why'd you sign him for five years? And I was like, look, he's a really, really good defenseman if he doesn't have to play defense. <laughs> it's he's fun. fast, when- he's got a shot, he can, he can, he can skate like the wind. But when it came to the defensive zone, there was just way too many brain farts for John Moore. I, I have a few um, Boston-ish kind of rumor reporters on my Twitter feed. And when that broke, I like I replied to all of them. I go, good luck for the next five years, guys. <laughs> good luck. I you, mean, he's you, a good defense. He's a good he's not your, five, he, six defenseman. He's he's not your top four. Def- no. he was a, it's, it's almost like every other player in the Devils, like for the history, like a Clarkson, a Gomez, a Holique. You, it's because of the their system players, so they rise to the top, yep. and then they go somewhere else, and they just shit the bed. Yeah. And even Gomez, I mean, Gomez's first two years in the Rangers really wasn't that bad. Like he put up like seventy points his first year. What were they expecting? Like he was not a, a, a hundred point player God, yeah. with us. And even in our defensive system, for him to put up seventy something points with the Devils, it was amazing in his <laughs> rookie year. You know, that's that's a lot of points. I don't know what they were thinking. But uh, next guy, Skinner. Again, this goes with the Carolina diarrhea. Would you take Skinner on the Devils? No. I mean, if we took him for nothing, yeah. If we <laughs> didn't have to give up anything, right. uh, yeah. But I think he's going to end up on the Rangers. He's going to end up Columbus. All those teams that were in for Tavares that missed out. Okay. We'll go after Skinner. Dallas. Yeah, San Jose yeah. isn't because they just signed Joe Thornton for, for another year, year five right. million dollars. Um but he's he's a good player, but is he a good player because he was the only fish right. in the pond and he could do whatever he wants? Like I I, I think about Rick Nash. When Rick Nash started in Columbus, he was one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. He was great. Highlight real goals. But that's because he was he could do whatever he wanted. Like, oh, I'm not back-checking. Or, oh, I'm going to try this move. And if it doesn't work and they go back the other way, oh, well. Right. And then when he got to a good team like the Rangers and stuff and his production went down, is that Jeff Skinner? Because... Once he gets into a team with a, a real system, is he going to be, or is he going to be one of those guys like, uh, like Kessel, that goes? That just really continues good to excel, yeah. right? I mean, I wouldn't mind them, but I look at our lineup. What are we giving up? I mean, if we traded Mojo, and put him in that spot, sure. But like Caroline's not doing that. They're they're going to try to. They're trying to pluck like a Spears and they're a trying, Wood. No, and they're, a, try, they're, they're trying to, to get picks so that this guy doesn't have to pay a lot of people. Do, do we have any picks next year? Do we have all seven rounds? I think we do. I, I think I know we definitely have a first, so that's Dang. nice. <laughs> we got that it's a good bargaining chip. We got that going for us. Which is <clears nice. throat> 
Uh, Justin Falk from also from Carolina. Uh, actually, you know what? Instead of Skinner, I meant Falk. Just because of uh, we we from a Devils fan perspective, we absolutely need defensive help. I, I don't trust the kids. Santini being benched three quarters of the season and not basically doing anything and and Bing. Bing but he's not that kind of defenseman. He's not he's not that point producer defenseman. He's a he's a, he's a Ken Danico defenseman. So you would say Falk would be like a more replacement. Falk is better than Moore. He'd be a good more replacement. But again, what are we giving, giving up? up yeah. Are we going to give up a Severson? No, because we're we are we're already in a hole. So it's, yeah, it's it's not worth it. Uh, now, if you told me we could get Riskalainen from Buffalo for Severson, I would do that. You do know? Okay. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'd I'd even throw in if we had a second round pick. I don't think we do. I'd throw in a second round pick. Sweeten the pot. For that, but they're not going to do that because they're going to use Reskalainen as a mentor for Dahlin. Yeah. So. Trades, free agency. I mean, we put a whole list out here of freaking. It, it's funny the way free agency works, right? We put this list together. I don't know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, maybe oh, those we guys are gone. <laughs> so let's let, let's go let's go through this. Kovey. Kovey went to went LA. to L.A. I, do, do I think that they're getting everything that they no. are they getting Kobe from four years ago no. or are they getting 35 year old Kobe? They're getting 35 year old Kobe. You I mean, get, he's you still going to score 10 goals. He's still going to get 10 plus power play goals. Yes. He's still going to get, but LA, like, LA is a win now team. They're old. Dustin Brown's old. They huh. just signed uh, Dowdy for, was it, eight years, $11 million a year? That's a great signing. I think he sets the benchmark for all-star defensemen, which is why Ottawa, when they offered Carlson... Did they lowball seven, him? Seven years, $10 million. They offered him a million dollars less a year. And he said, no, I'm pretty sure if they offered him the stock in the team... Right. He, he he, he'd no. go back. Yeah. No, he would have said no. Oh, he's like, to- think, like totally out. 99.9% like was out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of this shit show. Um. Tavares going to Toronto. We talked about it already. I mean, does it make them a good team? Absolutely. It makes them a better team. My issue with Tavares going there, and he's there, and and if I'm a Toronto fan, I'm jumping up and down. I mean, I'm sure they're... Did you buy his jersey already? No, I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> I'm sure... That, I'm still that yeah, guy. you are that guy. <laughs> I'm sure that they're planning out the parade route already with, Tavares, with and, Tavares. But here's the thing. What if it never happens? I think it'll. I think that their window will be the next four years, okay. especially if they can re-sign everybody. But like Toronto is not without drama either. Like you have the Babcock, Matthews apparently don't really like each other. I haven't heard this at all, so this is like a Dave original. If you're Austin Matthews, the savior, a generational talent, why did you go get John Tavares? And and. Right, I'll throw this on the top too. Talk about somebody being named captain already. Yeah, I'm the franchise player. The ink didn't even dry on his contract, and you're throwing a, a, the C on his jersey while you have Matthews and Marner. He hasn't even met players on the team yet, and you're you're gonna give you're him make, this. you're making him the savior. That's insane. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you have the opportunity to sign John Tavares, you're gonna sign John Tavares. Right. But if I'm Matthews, I, I might, I might take that with a little chip on my shoulder. Like, yeah, and and you know what? When 
I mean, look, look, with when Hall got traded here, right? Everybody was like, oh, you know, Hall's going to be the next captain. Not not season one, right? Let 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 the captain, you know, let it just ease out and then and then give it to him. Yeah, let Andy Green. Let him play out his next two years, and then you throw the C on on Hall. That's fine. But to have a guy like this who just signed, oh, he's a Toronto guy, boom, captain. No. No. If I bet you, if Lou was still there, he'd be like, nah. No. <laughs> I don't even think Toronto has a captain. No, I think it was like three alternates. Yeah. I, I, I would be very interested to see. And I know Dubis said this, in an interview when they somebody asked him like, how are you going to sign? Matthews, Nylander, Marner, all four of them on, on with Tavares. And he said, Oh, we, we will. We will. And we, we, uh, can, we can, and we will. Which is cool. Great. Fine. What, is, what else is he going to say? Right. He's not going to be like, Oh, well, we'll, it's going to be oh, tough. We'll, we'll see. We'll work on it. You know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> tough contracts. Um, but one of them has to go. And if throwing a C on Tavares' sweater pisses off Matthews. And Matthews already... Rumor doesn't like Babcock. Babcock. And Babcock's making more money than Matthews is right now. It's going to be interesting. And also is what if after 30 games, Toronto is like 10, 15 and five. And and you know what? It's that whole, that, that whole concept of going home. Like, I hate that concept. And I don't know if it's 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 burned me because like Parisi left for home and, and just and resonates left to go to go to Anaheim and, and Colby went to Russia and it's like that whole oh I want to go home, okay, what so so let's just all right so you're out on the island right your whole family is in Toronto but you, you're going to be great in, in on the island you're going to get look you're playing for the Islanders you're going to get a good couple of months in the summer when playoffs are on to go <laughs> back up to Toronto and hang out. <laughs> But no, you're going to sign in your home, right? So so you're playing in your backyard, and you have all this extra pressure on you. You're like a, like a 70, 80-point guy, and all of a sudden your first three years in Toronto, you're like down to 40. Okay, this is going to be busted. Like, all right, um, we need to modify your no-trade clause. <laughs> yeah, it's... I hate the, oh, I want to go home thing. Look, if he wanted to go home, he could have held out when they were drafted. He goes, no, I'm going to be drafted by Toronto. Yeah, but he's not that kind of guy. He's not that kind of guy. Could have. Could have, would have, should have. Everything, everything that you hear about Tavares is he's a stand-up. Right. And I'm sure when he gets into Toronto on that first road trip and they go out for a team dinner, it's going to be his credit card. <laughs> he's the rookie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he just, he got, he just got like a $12 million signing bonus. So you, you should know, be You're not money. getting McDonald's. I'm getting that nice fat 12-ounce steak. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be living in a one-bedroom mm. in Toronto. Yeah. He's not going to need a homes to homes to help him fix his, <laughs> his house up. Uh, other free agency. I know you had Yakupov. You wanted the Devils to. Take I I, a flyer. I I wanted to take a flyer on like a PTO. You haven't been burned enough by Rangers. I mean by, uh, by Russians. Russians. a PTO. And if listen, if he quit after like two practices, fine, whatever. I'm sure Hall would have had some saying if it. Shiro was like, what What was he like? I'd rather have that Gudik guy back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Declare went to where did he sign? Uh, Chicago. No, no, he left Chicago. Um, Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. Well, he he, he played okay. well with when Tortorello was in the Rangers. So I mean that makes sense. But I think he's he's a bust. Really? I think he's going to be a bust. I would have given him like a year, maybe two. Yeah. But I think 
uh, again, not just to focus on the devils. I think what Ray's plan, Shiro's plan is, is keep the cap space. Keep the cap space because you know what? Once you use it, you can't get it back. Right, and he and he said that in in, in multiple kind of things. And I, I, I as as that f- that fanboy on the, like I hear it and I go, I don't believe you. You're just saying it to the camera. I I, I don't believe you that you don't want to. But then I look at what he did in Pittsburgh. Let's just let's just say he tanked a couple years in a row. So he got a, he got Crosby, he got Malkin. You know what I mean? He got Mark Andre Fleury, and look what happened. They fucking won cups. Okay, yeah, and that's what he's building. We've got the goalie. We okay. we have a goalie tandem. If Corey, which I think he'll bounce back this year after having surgery and being injured, and he kind of came into the season with a bad taste in his mouth because he really didn't get to play in the World Cup at all. Mm-hmm. Like you, you made me come here, and I'm not even right. dressing. I think he'll come in, and if he doesn't, he'll be on the block. Which there were whispers. I'll say whispers instead of rumors. And the whispers is like a notch below rumors that Lou was like, "Hey, hey, Ray, Corey." Island, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know who I'd want off the Islanders. I would have, if he said that at the draft, I would have said, "Look, we'll give you Corey. You give us your what is it like? They're, they had like eleven and twelve or whatever. Yeah, you give us the one of those pick. picks. Yeah, or the first. Give the, the, if give us, I'll take Wallstrom. Fine, I would have taken him too. Wallstrom, the uh, internet sensation kid. When he was like ten years old in Boston, he was doing oh, the, with the puck movie. Put it between his legs. <laughs> That's cool. I want to see you do that in a real game because there have been players in the past that have had unreal. The one that pops into my head is Robbie Shrimp. Robbie Shrimp, uh, Oilers pick, Columbus had unbelievable hands. If you if you're bored and work or whatever, and you want to just YouTube Robbie Shrimp, and you'll see he has sick hands. Thomas Yurko, who was a Detroit guy. Same kind of thing. You can have sick hands and sick skills like that all the time, but it doesn't translate to good hockey players. I just want to see one time where somebody tries that move in a real shootout and the goalie just comes out there and just clocks him. Just boom with the waffle. Just bam. He, uh, the only one I could ever think of, there was a guy on Ottawa who did that, where he put like his stick on the top, like the nose of his stick. Right, on, on the, top of the puck. On the top of the puck and did the, and it was all over the place, but he missed. Right. And, and what happened? You just screwed your team. <laughs> yeah, you go into the not so top ten. <laughs> Sports Center reference. Uh, but other players that were that signed that I mean there wasn't really any big notable other than Tavares and Carlson, Covey, um, Tyler, Tyler Ennis would have been good for us. I mean, I mean, I mean, all of these guys are kind of one year deal that that turn into like that that Schlemko kind of th- or not. Or, Schlem- do they, or do they turn into Drew Stafford? You never Where know. We, we sign him. We're Jimmy Hayes, who played like eight games. And then he got a freaking one-year, like, $2 million deal. What was it? Like Montreal, wasn't it? Or? Still. He got an NHL contract for doing crud with us. Because he is an NHL player. He just... I mean, I'm in no position. I'm not an NHL player. It just seemed like... You could be. No, I couldn't. You could be a backup goalie if you want. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not one account. of those emergency goalies, I'm not right? An <laughs> and I'm not a goalie. Um, Fake it. Do wear number ninety nine. No, they won't let you. Really? Ninety eight. Jimmy Hayes, Jimmy Hayes seems like the kind of guy that and and to his brother for for the Rangers, right? Yeah, for the Rangers, they seem like all the tools, no toolbox. Like they have the height, they have the ability to shoot and skate, but like something's missing. They'll have that hot streak where they get third line minutes and then they just get dropped down to the fourth line healthy scratch 
portion yeah, of it. Just well, that's Jimmy Hayes. <laughs> the Kevin Hayes is going to be the Rangers' top center because they don't really have anybody else. I feel bad for the Rangers. No, you don't. No, I, I do. Because you know what? Like like we said, there there are asshole fans. Oh, Patrick Maroon just now. Breaking news. Uh, let me guess. St. Louis? St. Louis for $1.7 million. $1.7. Do you think we should have given him $1.7? No. No. It would have been weird trying to give it to him. After he had like back surgery or something, right? Yeah. No. So and he's from St. Louis. He's going home again, oh, Rob. He's going fucking, home. Oh, these fucking players that want to go home. Um, you know what? I want to go home too. But you know what? I'm doing this podcast. I'm dedicated to making sure the yeah. high sticks and super kicks podcast goes somewhere. He had 17 goals and 43 points. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you give me like 25 games with Connor McDavid, I'm putting up at least eight goals. I mean, he didn't do. He didn't. He wasn't bad for the Devils. Mm-hmm. He he played just, a role. He's, he's not a good skater. He's not fast. And on a team where you've got a guy, you've got Hall, who's fast. Nico is fast. Palmieri is middle-tier fast. Mm-hmm. You know, Mojo's fast. Zajac is that middle-tier. Like, he's not slow, but he's not exactly right. a speedster. Brat, fast. Miles Wood, super fast. Where where does he fit? Coleman fast like he he didn't fit. And and a lot of the things. And I'm not going to pay a 1.7 million dollars for a guy that's going to be on a fourth line with Brian Boyle. It's true. Because you're giving half of that money to his cancer foundation just because now now you have to. Now, now, yeah, now he's going to be taking that face off drop for the next two years with the Devils. <laughs> All right. So what do we got next? We got a couple more topics left before. Uh, oh look at that. We're going into. Overtime. <laughs> I wanted to do something really hacky by like, tw- like twenty minutes. First period ends. Twenty, and I'm like, nah, fuck it, just keep going. Yeah. This is entertaining enough for you folks out there. Uh, top five teams that need new jerseys. Apparently, the NHL is going to bring back third jerseys. You have to wonder what they're going to do for us. I know you've commented in the past, at least to me, that our jersey is is great and it's simplistic and it works. Like it's. You think of New Jersey Devils, you look at that logo and you go, yep. You look at all the original six teams. And they either have instant notability. Instant notability with their jerseys Mm -hmm. or their logo. And I think that's what the Devils have. I don't think we need to, like, change our logo or put New Jersey down the chest like the Rangers have. Right. Well, because then people are going to complain, or like the Islanders, oh, they're just trying to be like us. Or the, the devil with the pitchfork thing that they had in the '90s, that the the devil head, where it was just like the like a sleek looking kind of logo with horns uh, and the devil head. Almost like how uh, Binghamton has that yeah, kind of like comic. You like the Bingham? I did. I, I, I do. Think it's cheesy, but uh, it think... it seems like all the AHL teams have like a a, a comic-y kind of logo. <laughs> I think they go with the green jersey. Christmas jerseys. The Christmas jersey. I think that's the only thing you really can do as a third jersey. For us, yeah, absolutely. There's no go black. I think Chicago's black. When Chicago went with their black jerseys, that was nice back in the day. But I think the Devils just go with their their white and green. And I don't, I don't because you know what? When Adidas took over, I don't know if you were really on Twitter enough to the backlash for when, oh, Adidas is going to be the new thing. And then, like, you know, whispers started coming out. Oh, the Devils are changing their, their – their, their, they're totally changing their jersey. They did, no. though. They kind of changed it. I mean, it, it, the stripes were a little different. But, hey, did you know Did you know that little stripe at the bottom of the jersey 
represents the ho- Newark hockey team that used to be there. Yeah, yeah. The Newark Bulldogs. <sighs> walk by it every time I walk out of the arena. Um, I think Columbus needs a new jersey. I think they need a new logo. The I mean, what do you, with the, the it's, with the B and all. And it looks like a roller coaster. Like it looks like a light up roller coaster. But what can you? You're a freaking. You're an insect. You're a wasp. I mean, what? what how are you gonna? I don't know. They just they need New Jersey. They could go like that whole Patriot route, like Blue Jacket. They like did, well, they did with that one logo with the the cannon. They had like the cannon. cannon. It was cool. Okay. But like it's different. But Blue Jackets are just a stupid name. But they they need a New Jersey. Um, Ottawa needs a new team. <laughs> they need they need to be relocated. Put them in Quebec. They, I think that's what. Let's yeah. let's go Quebec. No, that's that's going to be Carolina. Yeah, but the, the new owner said that they can't move them now. No, sorry. Carolina's going to Houston. Houston. They're going to be the new Oilers, right? Listen, if they can take the Oiler rig from the NFL and put that on a hockey jersey, come on. The league will never have two Oilers teams. This isn't the Canadian Football League. Come on, do the Oilers. With, the Rough with Riders like... versus the Rough Riders. <laughs> you can you can put the oil rig on a jersey and the two legs that stick out yeah. are two hockey sticks. Come on. With, like, pucks flying out the top of it. No, I think they would be, like, it, it would be something, like, NASA, like they have the Rockets and the Astros. They can, then this isn't a, like a plug plug, but they can go after like the geeky jerseys people and see if they can do like a logo for. <laughs> you know, they put a they put a whole like Jason mask on it, and it's like you know the Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> I liked I liked Ottawa's original jerseys. Was that no the O is the recent one, right? This, you're talking about the one with like the the little the, with the, the mountie the with the little brooch with the yeah, brush on his head, the yeah. Centurion or whatever the hell it is with its the profile. The Radic Bonk years, you know, mm-hmm. like I thought those that was nice. Not the not the one with the the, the thing looking at you. Was like, <laughs> the, the eyes should move with that, like those yeah, paintings. That that jersey was ugly, but like their original Ottawa jersey, that mm. should be their third jersey. The Her- the Hurricanes third jersey is atrocious. And for those who don't know, <laughs> quickly Google it. But it will, I can explain it now. Whenever a hurricane comes through, they put those red flags out, they like hurricane, hurricane warnings. Flags. They used to have them on the bottom of their jersey. The hurricane. Now, now it's on the ch- now it's on the crest, and it looks like a B. It, it, do, it does. It doesn't look like with, with two flags flag, on yeah. it, and it looks like a B. It's, it's horrible, boring. Um, Vancouver. Oh my God, Vancouver! How, I like a, Vancouver's the colors. I like the blue and the green. What is orange. a Canuck? It's I mean, a no, slang like, term for for the for inhabitants, like the inhab like the Habs, the inhabitants kind of thing. Like Uncle Sam. Okay. So what the hell is their jersey? The whale is, I believe there is, like Vancouver has a super huge uh, Asian like thing. And uh-huh. like, the killer whales. and you know. The- so basically they put a sushi logo on the front of a jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, I mean, what would you do for a fact? You can't do a big V. They right? had the big V. The big V with, uh, with the, that Luongo the, the, used to have on, their, on mm. his helmet. But. They, they just need a, something different. Go back to the old Pavel Bore, you know, with the skate and it's mm-hmm. like Canucks and it was looked like it was flying. Sure. But keep the, the blue and the, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, green. the color scheme is fine. I love that. Yeah. I always love like when I play NHL and I have to like make a team. Mm-hmm. You I go with that color scheme. Blue, yeah. green. Like I think Seattle, when they have their team, they're going to be obnoxiously green oh my god it's like it, the seahawks i think we we were we were talking about it in like in text if you're if you're a fan of soccer if you look at uh the seattle uh timbers uh, the mls soccer team 
there it's like so obnoxiously green there's like three different like colors of green it just like stands out like you said for what the seahawks do i think that's what they they will become and i think the rangers logo i think the rangers jersey they go back to statue of liberty everybody every ranger fan i've ever talked to loves the statue of liberty jersey okay even though though it's in new jersey (laughs) here we go so then with the Islanders, would you put uh, the Gordon's Fisherman with this thing? Come on. That was a good logo. No, because the logo looked way too much like Barry Trotz does now. <laughs> it's, it's the New York Trotz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Islanders the Islanders logo isn't bad. I don't like the black jersey. Oh, with the, with the NY? Black. Yeah, you know why? Because when the when Brooklyn Nets are there, that's how they, they, they tried to team it up to try to pull over the basketball fans. Or like, to keep the color scheme in the building. The same. I think that the Islanders... When they played in the stadium series mm-hmm. against the Rangers, that jersey was nice. Was it, it the was N- like, it was the NY like they had? But like it was like the blue jersey, one. But they had it in blue. Yeah. And it, it was silvery and mm-hmm. outline. That was cool. Um, but there, there, are, there are teams that I love. San Jose's original jersey from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the Ducks are going back to their old logo for their third jersey. With the uh, from the, the movie Ducks, Mighty Ducks. But it's going to be the orange. Okay. And people I, that I've heard. People love the Mighty Ducks purple. Mm-hmm. I don't. I thought it was kind of hackish, again, from the league to name a team after a Disney movie. It probably pulled in money. It, that, it, well, they had that Disney money. The so, league wasn't going to be like, no, you can't name yeah. it the Ducks. That's after. Um, what other teams? Chicago still has the best jersey in pro sports. Yeah, Florida. Florida. I, I like what I like. I didn't like the stupid lion. With the, with the claws out, that was dumb. I like the the profile, like the Simba See, looking I think, tiger. I think that the, the profile one, not the profile, the the, the claws jumping out one. I thought that was cool. Like it's definitely a cool logo to sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. It was like a fierce kind of you know, um, awesome on a helmet. I mean, you can't forget Beezer's helmet. Right back in the nineties when they when they went to the Cup final and he had the like his mouth was like was it a cage ram? Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, I do like the shield logo they have now. Again, I just don't like the the color schemes for for these some of these teams. Well, I mean, what, you run out of colors the more yeah. teams that you have. It's not everybody has like a red, right? There's no there's no brown teams. No brown teams. Put one in Cleveland. See what happens. Oh no, LeBron won't sign three. Yeah. There's no, no brown. Like there's no brown in any jerseys. There's no. Yeah, but would brown like stick out on the ice like? And I'm not, I'm not talking like I'm not making like shit comments. I'm like, would would it, you know what I mean? Like black for the Islanders with the NY, like the black kind of like like stands out. If you put like brown, yeah, there, I mean, like would you copy the color schemes of the Cleveland Browns and do like brown and orange? And why not? Might I mean it might work? I, I, it's different. That's what I mean. Like we're okay. such a league. How many fucking teams have red, white, and blue, or red, white, and black? There's there's enough. Yeah, like. So there, there's, when, there's enough teams in the metro area that have red, or some yeah. version of a red. I still call the Islanders orange, like a red, like it's like it's like a blue. You know, like black, like I don't like Philly's black and orange. I, I, I like their third jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you saw their new third jersey, it's it's their black jersey. Right. Very nice. Um, I don't like orange, but like at least it's a different color. You know, the brown would be okay as long as like the color scheme is all right and the logo like sticks out. If if the look look, if you're gonna put like the Vancouver Canucks like stick on like a brown jersey, no, that that won't work. Oh, just the the stick logo? Yeah, no. 
Look, I, it's a tough name. You bring the Whalers back. You, the Whalers. you have to. Favorite. You have to bring the Whalers back. They're not, they're, they're, I don't care if it's not in Hartford. Bring the Whalers back. No, then the Whalers. If you're gonna Seattle, Seattle Whalers. Whalers, yeah, but do it. They wouldn't do it. They gotta do it. Let's 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 get a GoFundMe page or get bring a petition. The there is a there is a fan group in Hartford <laughs> that has that they they still meet. They still meet. There's a kid. He was kind of like the locker room manager. Okay. When I was in college, and nicest kid in the world had zero speck of athletic ability, but nice. He wanted kid. to carry on a tradition. He still belongs to because we're Facebook friends or whatever the fuck that means. We he still goes like there's Hartford Whalers meetup groups. So it's, so it's almost like the what was it three seventy two for the Devils of all those people that showed up in the snow. <laughs> Sick of hearing about that. I want the pin. I mean, um, no, the pin I'm also is... sick of hearing about oh, shit. Stan Fischler. <laughs> he went off oh on Tavares. Oh, oh, wow. You owe them. He doesn't owe anybody anything. No. Like, should the Islanders have traded Tavares? Yeah, but like, at least Tavares was man enough to stick around and say, hey, let me see what you're going to do. Tell me what you're going to do. And what did they do? They traded their G. They fired their. Well, they remanaged their GM. They fired the coach that John Tavares Likes. lived with as a rookie, right? And was friends with. And they didn't really do anything to improve that. Granted, they brought in Trotz and they brought in Lou. I don't get why Lou is such a big deal. Like, oh, he's a stabilizing force. Lou, he has ass backwards into 2012 to getting us into the finals. And then didn't do anything. Like, think about and, it. From and, 2003 to 2012. Yeah. What did he do? And then when you, and like we said before, you look at what he did in Toronto. He, he said, let's go with A. And everybody around him goes, well, let's go with A plus one. Like, I heard somebody turn around and say, like, yeah, in Toronto. Like, was he, was he going to be like, we, we shouldn't draft this Matthews guy. We should go for somebody else. No. No. He, he, everybody knew that you were going to do it. It wasn't like, oh, my God. Let's you know, and you know what he, they probably brought him in for? Straighten the team out. Get him, you know, in line with, with a, this is, this is how you do things. Get a, get a work ethic going. And then hit the bricks. Maybe Tavares just went to Toronto so he could jo- grow facial hair. That's right. He didn't, he didn't Everybody was joking. What's Barry Trotz going to do when he shows up? He's going to shave that little pencil thin Jimmy and, Buffett mustache. And then we're going to go back to how the Simpsons were with... Uh, shave your <laughs> mustache, Mattingly. <laughs> All right, so it's towards the end of our show here, and we have one more topic before... before, eh, We might go another one. Hall of Fame. Um, Well, we're going to start with Brodeur. Okay. No-brainer. No-brainer. No-brainer, I mean... Look, guy won three cups for for, for the New Jersey Devils. All-time winner. (laughs) Goalies. There's nothing else to say. Uh, if, If he didn't get in, there's a real problem. A real problem, unless he says no. Not but true. but if like in baseball, right? I have to wear wear a hat. If they had hats, would he wear a St. Louis blue hat? No. <laughs> I think he said he's going in as a devil. They only show like I, having been to the Hall of Fame. Granted, it was back in '94. Um, they only sh- the the picture that they have on the hall is like fame a wall, neck up. It's like a neck up. So like you see like a hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. Like Stevens looks like um, it's a Capitals jersey. 
Okay. It, it looks like they took a picture from when he was with the caps, right? The Capitals. Uh, Martin St. Louis, awesome. I have no issue with that. I mean, for a guy that's barely five six, uh-huh. um, to put up the points that he did. I mean, think about it. He was cut from Calgary. Like they just let him go. Like, all right, go ahead. And he blew up Tampa. He he's, he is he, one of the three reasons that Tampa won that cup. Mm-hmm. In, was it two thousand four? I agree. Uh, Jenna Heifer, sure. Canadian female hockey player. I mean, sure. If you if you have the stats that that say hey they're a Hall of Famer, by all means, I don't care. Alexander Yakushov, I I don't know. He's Russian. Apparently, he was like one of the greatest players that nobody ever talked about during that summit series back in the Canada. Uh, everybody was talking about, you know, his skill and worried about him. And Pretty soon with names like that, like obviously we don't know who uh, Hefford or the Russian guy is. It's going to turn into like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> it already is. And we're getting there with well, our last well, yeah, well. Willie O'Ree, it's long overdue. Uh, I've heard people argue on other podcasts that like, He's only getting in because he's black. But he's not getting in for being a black hockey player. You have to realize that. He's not going in as a player. Oh, yeah, he's going in like that. He's going in as a builder. And he's going in as a guy who, think about it, like, he played hockey in one of, sorry, one of the most racist cities on the fucking planet. Absolutely. He played and... Continued to play. He might not have been in the NHL, but like, you there. There's a documentary, uh, Black on Ice, where it's got Kevin Weeks and and all uh, Anson Carter, mm-hmm. Wayne Simmons, and they all say like Willie O'Ree was our inspiration, and Willie O'Ree is the reason why we're here in the league. I mean, granted, there were a lot of other black players in the league, but he's the one that stands out. People are like, oh, he's the Jackie Robinson of hockey. No, he's really not. Because Jackie Robinson was like revolutionized the game mm-hmm. with his speed. Like nobody in baseball. Willie O'Ree ended up being the first black guy to play hockey. Like that. That he kept it going in communities <clears throat> where hockey wasn't. And if and if I mean, I don't recall him being in the news all that much until he like the Devils like promoted him a lot. He, he went around. Well, and, I know because in Newark. Newark being the urban mm-hmm. city that it is, um, he did a lot for Newark for hockey in Newark, mm-hmm. which is an awesome program. Right, uh, a good friend of mine, Keith, runs it, and he he does a lot, like f- to get inner city kids mm-hmm. to come out. Because let's be honest, hockey is not. I mean, it is a white. Privilege right. sport. Now, I don't think I'm sounding racist. In no, it's not. Way or- but but on on another end too of what keeps hockey down is it's not a sport that when you were growing up, right? Or if any kid grows up, right? The way that you play hockey is that you're growing up, you want to play hockey. All right, your parents ship you off to Canada so you can live with somebody else and, and hone your skills. And you come back when you're 18 as a man, and you're like, oh, you're my mom and dad. I forgot. Yeah. Well, that's that's I- how it was. It's not so much like that anymore, but. If if you go into any city and you go, what sport do you want to play? And it's not in any order, but baseball is part of it. Football is part of it. Basketball is part of it. Soccer is starting to like creep out. Lacrosse is like. But what do all those sports have in common? That hockey. Hockey. No, that 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 is money. 
it's money. Like you can grab a football and go play two hand touch at a park with your friends. You can get a, a glove at Models mm-hmm. for what, like 60, 70 bucks. And you're not going to outgrow it. Right. You know, you can go play basketball as long as you're not buying Jordans and whatever. <laughs> I mean, how much is a basketball or a soccer ball or right. whatever hockey? You can't do that. You can't go out and just be like, I'm going to go play hockey. And if you go to Models to buy your hockey equipment, you're going to end up hurt. Uh, the one program that that I, I was involved with is the New Jersey Devils have a learn to play hockey program mm-hmm. where they go to rinks. And I know where I live, it was 50 bucks. And between the ages of four and nine, for 50 bucks, you got 10 weeks of lessons plus a full bag of hockey equipment, brand new, to get kids into hockey. And I was arguing with our administrator, like, it's a great idea. It's awesome. What happens when they turn 10? Right. Or what happens when the kid really, really, really enjoys hockey and is excelling and now wants to go play on a travel team and that travel team is $1,200 and you got to drive yourself to these games Mm -hmm. and you've got to, you know, pay for the jerseys and you got to pay for all this stuff. What happens? And that's the problem with hockey. If you can solve that problem, and that's what Willie O'Ree was trying to do with the NHL, by getting into the inner cities and giving these kids and having equipment donations, that's great. But the problem is... What's the next step? There's always going to be that roadblock. Mm -hmm. If you're a really talented young hockey player from the inner city in Newark or, you know, Kearney or whatever, there's always going to be that wall. Right. That now, oh, you want to play for, you know, the Morristown Colonials or you want to pay for the New Jersey Devils out of South Mountain. Well, it's going to be about twenty five hundred dollars, and there and and now you're wanting to go. Oh, let me play another sport that's well, cheaper. Yeah, what parents going to turn around and go? Okay. Well, it's twenty five hundred dollars to play hockey or seventy dollars to play football, and you still get to hit something. It's an easy decision. Yeah, and that's but Willie O'Ree, you know, it's 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 long overdue, and I'm glad. And I knock on. I'm not trying to jinx the guy. I hope. He's alive by, what is it, October for the whole To do his speech. To yeah. do his speech. He, he has that whole platform to go, this is where inner city hockey needs to go. Yep, and he, uh, the Devils are the Hall of Fame game this year. Perfect. In Toronto. Puts it all together. And then we have the number one. Oh, yeah, the guy that probably deserves I, it the most. I, I, I mean, can't. I mean, if I, if I had 100 votes, I would not have voted for Bordeaux or St. Louis or anyone. They all would have went to him. Gary. Gary fucking Bettman. Gary Bettman. Gary, I love the booze. You're a real NHL team now. Gary Bettman. Now, don't get me wrong. Has he done a lot for the league? He came into the league in 94. Right? 93, 94. mm -hmm. Right? So look at what's expanded since then. Minnesota became a team. Uh, Tampa. Mm -hmm. Anaheim. Florida. Nope, Florida was already there before. You should, they were? Did, did Florida come in with Tampa? No. Was, was that the... Florida, I believe Florida came in... San Jose came in in the nine, 1990. I think Tampa and Colorado, didn't they come nope, in? Colorado came from the Nordiques. But Tampa, Minnesota, Columbus, Anaheim... Atlanta, 
sure. Winnipeg, going the, back to the, Winnipeg. The, the fact that they expanded, period. Well, okay. So you can, if you're, if you're doing like a, a pros and cons, chart, here right. pros and cons. Yeah, he expanded, <clears throat> but he expanded some of those teams into places that shouldn't have had teams. Like Atlanta failed once before. Why go back? <laughs> why go back? Is that is that kind of the reason why like they're like everybody wants Quebec to have a team, but the NHL's like you're not going to make any money in Quebec, so no. I, I just think he feels burned, and their building isn't exactly it's up, a new up to one, par, but it's not an mm. NHL size. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry about those technical difficulties. Uh, so where we left off at um, was talking about the Hall of Fame and it being. Um, our, our our greatest, most famous Hall of Famer ever in the NHL, uh, Gary Bettman. Uh, cons wise, I think. Wayne Gretzky of, <laughs> of Hall of Famers. <laughs> what, what? After so many strikes, yet you came back from them. Yet you've made the league so much money. Yet you've done expansion. I, I don't. I don't understand how you put. What wing is he going in? Is it the same wing as like a Willie O'Ree kind of thing? Yeah, it's I mean, he, he, if you go by the technical term of the builder, he, he, has, is, he is a builder. He's expanded the league. Right. Um, he's brought mild uh, In, interest, popularity right. with the outdoor games, which are getting overdone. Um, the Did, logo came out today for the for the one in the min- classic, in which was nice. I, I liked it. Oh, gee, shocker, Shamrock. <laughs> With some snow on it. That's fine. Yeah, with the two most racist cities <laughs> flying. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, he, he's built it. But there's so, like, his legacy, if someone were to ask you 20 years from now, Gary Bettman, how is he as the commissioner? Like, I think back of when, like, John Ziegler mm-hmm. was the president of the NHL. I don't remember anything about him. I remember he handed the Stanley Cup to Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky a bunch of times in Edmonton. See, I, I would have no, no okay? idea. But, like, people are going to turn around and say, oh, what was the legacy of of Gary Bettman? And strikes. There's going to be lockouts. Mm-hmm. There's going to be strikes. There's going to be uh, expanding to places that shouldn't have had it. Like, his home run right now is Vegas. Like, his expansion yeah. home run is like, oh, wow, look what I did in Vegas. Uh-huh. Okay, and they still boo him for it. Um, and the big thing that I think is really, really going to kill Gary Bettman in his legacy, air quotes, is CTE. Yeah. His, his complete denial of the fact that hockey causes concussions. And, and that's in every sport. Every sport. Oh, you can't, oh, you can't say that hockey caused that. that. Like, they, they did the CTE on uh, the brain scan on, what was it? Bob Prober and Rick Rippin and, and these guys that have died young, committed suicide, mm-hmm. have had mental issues. Uh, what was it? Nick Boyton came out in a Players Tribune and talked about how, how dark yeah. when you have these concussions. Now, having gone through concussions from playing hockey, yeah, it, it, you your brain is scrambled. Yes. The- in today's game, okay, because even when we were growing up and the Devils winning cups and, and, and whatever, it was slower back then, right? Now you have guys that are bulking up quick as lightning. Look, look at Tom Wilson, okay? Yeah. A, 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 a goon, right? We, we all want to say he's a goon. 
Um, what did he, he did? Uh, who did he hit last season? Marcia, so in the in the finals, or even last year too, when he hit more and not and knocked yeah, his ass he out, killed him. But, but, but you, then you even see on clean hits when Taylor Hall this year knocked out what's his name, the dude on Vancouver. Oh, it was a clean hit, uh, Jansen. But, but he hit him so well that the way he fell, boom, his head hit the well, ice, it, and it, that was it. Wasn't, it. I wasn't even saying it was going to be a blindside hit. It was just right. The, the guy didn't see it coming. It's the, a classic. Keep your head up, and the guy didn't. The the fact that players are so fast today, uh, the equipment's the equipment's skimpy. Help, no, it's not that it's skimpy. That's one of the issues. One of the issues is someone who who still plays hockey, the shoulder pads that and the elbow pads that these players are wearing, it's hard plastic, uh-huh. but then it's covered in like like a foam, and it's like okay. oh it's soft. But when you're going twenty miles an hour. And you're hitting somebody in the jaw. You're not feeling all oh, that foam. You're feeling the plastic that's <laughs> right. there. Or when someone hits you with an elbow, that it's, elbow it's, pad, it's a plastic right. cup over your elbow covered in foam. Now you can't take the plastic out because these guys are falling on their arms and you're gonna break your elbow. elbows. I mean, my elbows feel like there's chips just floating around. Mm. Um, but that's what him just blatantly denying the fact that. Hockey has caused CTE in some of these people. And Dan Carcillo's out there, like... Peluso. Peluso, mm. and the people suing the league. Right. Uh, Peluso, Bernie Nichols, like, they're they're suing Lamarillo. Right. They're suing the Devils because of how they handled and, these and concussions. The, and the way that the, the stories and stuff broke out from the, um, from the um, trial stuff about that. They said, at least from the devil's standpoint, from what I remember from that player's tribute from Peluso, you're supposed to have a baseline at the beginning of the season. And, and, the, te- and the devils never did. They took a baseline at the end of the season when the guys have these concussions and everything else. And you have to think about, like, when Stevens took the slap shot to the head. When Stevens took that slap shot to the head and it, you know, it rattled him and he missed the game and then came back, like, he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. Any team... Today would be like, no, you're not playing. Right. And you think about Korea in 2000, Paul Korea in right. 2003 when Stevens laid him out. Right. Or Slava Kozlov or these guys where you could blatantly see that, that they that, had that, concussions. That Korea one, when he got knocked the f- out. Is part of the reason why he disappeared from hockey. And then when he came to and his whole visor just... Yeah. <laughs> Like, 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 how do all you people get into my room? Like, you know, like, <laughs> it, 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 and the only, I think the only reason why it doesn't come out now, and it's probably obvious to everybody, is that the moment somebody says, maybe every league, every professional sports league is done because yeah. all the money that they're making, boom, is going to guys like a Mike Peluso, a and Bernie Nichols, and everybody else. It, it doesn't have to be that way, though, because if you watch like real sports on HBO, mm-hmm. plug, um, <laughs> They had a story, the last episode, not this current one that they have, the last episode, where the NFL put like $10 billion aside for pro football players who have suffered from concussions. And Isn't that an admittance to... Right, like problems, <laughs> like, like guys that have uh, Lou Gehrig's disease or mm-hmm. and guys that, you know, with suicidal thoughts. They put money aside to for help these people and insurance to give mm-hmm. them careers and stuff. And they haven't, like, they've barely given money to anybody. Barely. 
if the NHL were to come forward, and it's not going to be Batman because he's sitting here saying, and this is he, Batman's like one foot out the door at this they, point in his career. If they yeah. turned around and said, "Look, we're going to take money from the league. Every team's going to donate X amount of money every year mm-hmm. to put into an a fund, or right? A fund or whatever to help people who are suffering from this. They would be at the forefront of concussions in sports, and every other league would take." notice of it mm-hmm. like you you're not you're not going to take concussions out of football you're not going to take no. concussions out of hockey contact sport period period right. even baseball like you guys get, get hit catchers get hit you know you get a 90 mile an hour fastball to the helmet you're you're telling me that that a little bit of foam and a little bit of plastic is going to st- stop the no. excessive ringing in your ear for for days after no, no. and and you know that that's going to be Bettman's downfall that's right. going to be Bettman's big downfall, that he denies this. And I, I, I couldn't even tell you who would be the next commissioner. But the next commissioner... Bill is just, Daly. No, <laughs> he's too old. As soon as Bettman probably steps down, Bill Daly's probably thinks, yeah, you know what, gonna, nah, I'm done too. He's going to, no, I think he's going to be like, if he is, he's going to be like an intern kind of guy. Like he'll be Until they until, find that next, yeah. Until they find the next NBA guy to come and take us, even though the NBA isn't doing as well. Hey, 76ers, man, trust that process. Just yeah. like the Devils, too. You got to trust that process, Same too. Right? We're never, we're never, <laughs> devils are never going to endorse this if we keep doing this. Look, we probably should have said this at the beginning. Neither of us are anywhere near an insider to Devils hockey, to NHL insiders. We are not privy to any information with any kind of uh, wrestling stuff at all. So. Even though we didn't talk about wrestling. Today. That's fine. That's for down the road. And just for, for future planning, I'm... With as much hockey as we talk about, wrestling is probably going to end up being like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and and Survivor Series, and the odd like, ooh, Brock Lesnar is going back to the. Anyway. Oh gee, let's push Roman Reigns because everybody loves that one. <laughs> Here we let's go. bring back Bobby Lashley. Here we go, Mister Personality. See, we talk wrestling. <laughs> High sticks and super kicks podcast. My my name is Rob. He is Dave. Howdy. Um, thank you for downloading. Uh, you can find us on Podbean and eventually on iTunes. Again, you can um, definitely uh, tweet us at HSSK Podcast on Twitter, and you can email us at the same, but at gmail.com. Um, Dave, this is for you for our outro because we're a winner. Huh? Uh, subscribe and unsubscribe and subscribe again and unsubscribe it kind of helps thank you folks we'll see you next time on the high sticks and super kicks podcast good night